and welcome back to the Digital Nomad World Weekly Series. I'm Becky, and I'll be your host. And today, we're going to talk about getting bored and taking time out to find deeper meaning in your life with my guest, Robert Eastock. Robert, welcome to the show. Thank you, Becky. I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy you're joining me from Hoi An, Vietnam, and we have to tell people that your background is real. Mine is the night version of Hoi An, which obviously is fake, but I think it's amazing that your background is real. Is that right? Yeah, it's real. This is the co-working space that I'm coming daily. It has beautiful rice field views. So yeah, I'm pretty excited to be in this space. Yeah, from what I understand, that is you are in Hub Hoi An and it recently reopened with a new owner. Yes, they just got this new location and uh, it's uh, way better than the other one. So yeah. it's a pretty good spot to come visit Hoi An. Yeah, you have rice fields and you have these beautiful lanterns behind me at night in the old town. I really enjoyed my time there. It was my first time to go there this year. Is it your first time? Yes, first time. I already extended for two more weeks because it's just super convenient, good community, good people. And yeah, I'm happy to travel slowly. Hoyan is a pretty good spot. I think so too. So for those of you watching or listening, check out Hoyan Vietnam. It is a great place to find community. So first of all, Robert, I'd like to I'd like to hear more about your background. Can you tell us about how you started traveling and became a digital nomad? Sure. So everything started in 2016 when I started uh, traveling more on my own. Then one thing led to another. I also discovered that people actually work online and live on the road full time. This is possible. And then I was like, okay, I want to become a digital nomad. I had no idea how I'm going to make it at at that time. But uh, I knew that at some point I want to do it. And so after university, as I was still a fresh graduate, I didn't really have much experience. So I moved to Sweden for two years to try out living abroad and uh, save some money. Thanks to my company, they were okay with me being uh, semi-nomadic. So I was traveling already a lot from 2017 uh, using Stockholm, Sweden as my base. But end of 2019, I left for real and became a fully nomad and i've been on the road since then so which is like three and a half years at the moment congratulations on that already you're you're kind of like one of the og digital nomads i would say since 2016 looking into this whole community so that's great and what were like if you could give a tip to people that were starting out like you as you said you were just a fresh graduate at the time what advice would you give if someone's trying to to do have this kind of similar lifestyle well i would give an advice if you're already here which is like to travel slowly it can be really tempting to go to all the places and uh, like travel fast but that would lead quite fast to burnout. So I, I always recommend to like everyone staying at least four, but even four is not so much, but like four to six weeks in a place that will allow you to get to know people and uh, have a good travel and life balance, to focus on your routines, uh, on your health. And uh, yeah, just have a more immersive experience. And 
just bumming around from place to place. Thanks to COVID, I was uh, forced to travel slowly. And I think that was a really good way to start my journey. I have to agree from also my own nomad experience. I started out way too fast and I've learned it's definitely more of a balance to go slower. I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, it's uh, it's what helps me to stay sane. Yes, yes. Sanity sometimes seems harder to find these days after COVID and everything. So yes, it's more important than ever, I would say. Well, I would like to ask you about any funny experiences you've had along the way. Can you share with us one funny story from all these years you've been traveling? Yeah, there has been this time when I was staying at this co-living house in France called Cloud Citadel, which is one of my favorite places in Europe. Uh, we woke up super early, dressed up ridiculously, took a speaker and went on a croissant roll at uh, 7 a.m. in the morning to find the best croissants in town. We basically visited five different croissants and explained to the shop owners like what we are doing. Got uh, even like some free samples. People were like loving the idea in general. Uh, and after we loaded up on croissants, we just went back to the house and had a full-blown tasting session with uh, juries and gaining scores for each of the croissants. So it was a it was a fun experience. Wow, I love that. I've never heard of that, but that's such a great idea. I feel like I could do that in Lisbon with um, Bachel de Nata. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, exactly. You can, yeah. Cook, you can uh, substitute this to any local food, and it's, uh, it's a fun experience. You can also surprise locals. Yes, yes. Did you already have the five different places picked out before you guys started, or was it very spontaneous and random? I mean, it's a small town, so there were not that many places. So we tried to hit up all, all the bakeries. Uh, yeah, but definitely you are right. In a big city, you can just go with the flow and, and go into any place you, you enjoy. Okay, great. Oh, I want to go to this town now. I, I haven't heard of this place before. You said it was called Cloud Citadel? Yes, Cloud Citadel in Briançon, France, near the Italian border. All right. Everybody, let's check that out after we get done with this show. All right, now, that's what I what I had talked about at the beginning about you getting bored and then taking time out to find meaning. I think a lot of people are thinking you just got bored with your job and you quit, but I'm actually referring to something very different. Uh, I, uh, one of the biggest, if not the biggest NFT community out there, the Bored Ape Yacht Club. Robert, can you please share with us what how you got involved with the Bored Ape Yacht Club? And can you also share about NFTs? What is an NFT for those people who have never heard about it? Yeah, it's uh, basically stands for non-fungible token. And the one-liner is it proves ownership and provenance of digital assets on the internet using blockchain technology. Uh, I first heard about it in end of 2020, but haven't really gone down the rabbit hole since later. Uh, I gave some presentations about the topic. I bought my first NFT and just spent lots of time on uh, on NFT Twitter. Yeah, yes. I think 
I think that there's there's such a rabbit hole to go down and a lot of people just hear the term NFT and maybe they've even heard what you explained, but I think community is probably the key word right now with NFTs. Would you agree? Yes, for most part. There's also another type of NFT, which is like collectibles, which doesn't have any, I mean, it also has a community behind it, but the main utility is just, it's just beautiful. So I think these are the two main NFTs that people might have heard about. Yeah, I think at first people thought it was like digital, some form of digital art as well. Although, like you said, there's a proof of ownership component of the NFT. But the Board Ape Yacht Club, when did this first come out? I think it came out beginning of May. I haven't really paid much attention to it. That time, like lots of new projects were coming up. Everyone was using... Uh, NFT to raise money, so like you don't really know what's good and what's not. Usually there was a hype cycle that the project came out, everyone was talking about it, and after like one or two weeks, it just died down, and uh, nothing really happened to the project. But these uh, funny monkey pictures just kept coming back and kept staying. Uh, I was seeing them all over again, and even after like two or three months when they came out, they just been on Twitter, and it's started to get more and more attention. So obviously, I also started paying more attention. And one afternoon, I was looking at OpenSea, which was the biggest NFT marketplace back then, to see like what are these prices. I was pretty sure it was quite uh, expensive already. But to my surprise, I could still afford it, even though that meant to put all my liquid Ethereum into this single investment. But for some reason, I had this gut feeling that this could be a good decision. So I just uh, aped in. And, uh, and that's bought, partly uh, where the name comes my... from, right? The, the, exactly. To ape in. Yes. <laughs> you just put all your, exactly. like not all, but a lot of your liquid savings or your liquid, like you said, Ethereum, one of the um, tokens yep. in the crypto world. Um, and you just, maybe you're bored. I don't know if you were bored, you were looking around and you just went in and uh, aped into this, to buying this at the time. So I just want to clarify for people watching, this was May of 2021 when they came out and 2021 was really the year of the NFT. There was such a boom in that market. Uh, about what time did you buy your board ape? I bought uh, like beginning of August, so right before the mutant API that came out, which was the perfect moment to get into the project. Okay, and do you, if you don't mind sharing, ballpark in US dollars, do you remember how much you got your board ape for at that time in August? Yes, it's hard to forget. This was the biggest investment <laughs> still to my life. I never put so much money into anything. Uh, so it was 4,000 US dollars, I think, which was- 4,000, oh my gosh. 40. <laughs> 14, 40. okay. I'm glad that got clarified, 40,000. Yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. You were like, this to has be been clear. out for three months. <laughs> yep. Yeah, to be clear, I haven't paid uh, 40,000 for this Ethereum. I bought it like way earlier. So in my mind, the risk was a bit lower. Uh, still, it was a substantial amount, and I always imagined that my first big purchase was going to be a house or a car or something, but no, it was a 
picture of an animal, in this case a monkey. Hey, well, I know for people who may never have heard of this before, they're thinking, what what is going on? Who is this guy? So, okay, you mentioned the Mutant Ape Yacht Club. So what happened after these apes came out at the beginning? How did this community evolve from there with like these different clubs underneath the Board Ape Yacht Club? Can you explain for people what what happened after that? Yes. So like a couple of things. So first, the, the Ape Fest was organized in New York. So basically that meant that uh, all the holders of the NFT were welcome to join this. It was actually a yacht party uh, during Halloween and a couple of other things. So this was the first time when people actually met. But apart from that, usually there is a Discord server, which is quite booming and quite active, where you can connect with other people from this community. Um, yeah, and also with NFTs, the good thing is that you also own the IP to the token you purchased. So a bunch of other people started to build companies on top of the board ape uh, board ape ip so like fast food there's like a guy who is open the fast food restaurant for lots of people selling weed that's i don't know why but uh, that's one of the biggest um, one of the most used brands then uh, some people are selling coffee or people made movies with these apes so it's um yeah basically people building on top of the whole ecosystem yeah, and I know that when the Mutant uh, Ape Yacht Club came out, like you said, anyone that held the original Bored Ape got the Mutant Ape for free. Um, and then those took on a lot of value themselves and you could sell what you got for free separately and still hold on to your original purchase. Um, but if you held the Bored Ape and the Mutant Ape, eventually you got even more things for free from Yuga Labs, which runs um, the Board Ape Yacht Club or created the Board Ape Yacht Club. Uh, so it really like your initial investment, which as you said, was not even as much as you mentioned in US dollars because you bought the base currency or the base coin that you had to buy the ape for, Ethereum, you bought it for much less and it had increased in value by quite a lot when you bought your ape. So you've like, what happened at that point? You got, I imagine you got so much more value with that initial investment than you ever imagined. Yeah, this is basically uh, what's called airdrops in crypto, where you are rewarded by being part of a certain community or using certain certain protocols. And yeah, after, after the purchase, I got a lot of other NFTs and coins and, uh, and yeah, lots of value which was unimaginable. I, I had even no idea that this is what happened when I, when I got in. I only wanted to get into on the, the board ape NFT, but I had no idea. There's going to be all this extra value added. And this is only the monetary value. Yeah, there's so much social value, right? I think Eminem owns a board ape. And you mentioned there's this Discord server. Have you ever been able, could you talk to Eminem? Has he ever gotten onto Discord and said hello and anyone who owns this NFT in the community is able to talk to someone like him? Yeah, there were a couple of celebrities in the Discord. I personally didn't really talk 
to them. How I interact with the community is just whenever I'm in a city, I just uh, post to the Discord, hey, I'm in the city, if you want to meet up, then uh, let's go. So I met up with AFC in London, in Munich, in New York. Um, and recently, also here in Hoi An, I was working from a coffee shop wearing this shirt, which is a board ape merchandise. And the guy came up to me that, hey, I'm also like a holder. So like, um, because we are part of the same community, there's like this instant connection. And it, um, most of the people I met were like quite cool. So cool. I have to say, like, this is one of the things I love most about NFTs. If you buy and get into certain communities, by the way, many of them are much cheaper to get into than the Board Ape Yacht Club. You can get in sometimes for $50 or $100 to some community if you believe in what they're doing. But like you said, to be able to meet people all around the world that own or are they part of the same uh, community that own the same type of token, it's it's fantastic. Uh, so I should say type of NFT. Uh, so have That's, to ask uh, you. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Go ahead. Thing. With the benefits, uh, I also found quite a lot of projects to work on. So right now I'm working with uh, this uh, company, and that I also found through the board Discord. The same thing last year. I was working with a company, I and I found it through through Apes. I also did some freelance work for other people in the community. So it's actually quite good professionally as well. That's fantastic. Yeah. Networking in a new realm that you that didn't even exist a few years ago. It's incredible. So I have to ask you, yep. after that initial investment, did you ever cash out on any of these airdrops that you were given? Yes. Uh, last year, I cashed out a little bit because I was I felt way too much invested in, in one basket. And uh, I just wanted to de-risk a little bit. So I sold I think I sold my mutant back in April last year, plus a little bit of the coins that I received. Right now they're staking. So usually what I'm getting from the staking, I just uh, sell it to get some uh, money off the table because I'm way too over-invested in this ecosystem. I think that's very smart. Now, this money that you cashed out, um, the cashed out, the cashing out that you did, um, what did that allow you to do later? So you told me that you at one point quit your job and decided to just take a sabbatical, take some time out for yourself. What did you end up doing in that time? Yeah, it just basically allowed me to not stress about work and uh, quit my job with a, with a peaceful heart. That even if I'm not going to find work for a couple of years, I would I would be fine and I could still continue my lifestyle. Um, what it allowed me to do, I actually went on this soul searching slash adventure guide course in New Zealand, where I spent uh, three months doing hiking, rock climbing, and um, yeah, just thinking about my future and what, what I would like to do. And that was a really insightful trip and one of the best times of my life. That's so amazing that you had that experience. So what I have to ask you, did you, what kind of insights did you get given this time that you had to reflect? Well, I went in with the mindset as well, like, do I really want to be a developer? Because now I had all this option to think, do I really want to do it with life? So that was one of the main questions to ask if I still want to work as a developer. I came out on the other side as yes, it's still pretty cool because I'm 
mostly mostly excited about the work. It's it's always new. It's flexible. It's working on the cut, cutting edge usually. So I'm getting exposed to new technologies. But on a more uh, meaningful, like spiritual level, I think I'm I like I'm trying to be more content with where I am. So just trying to focus on the 80-20 rules. So I want to be happy 80% of the time. And if I can manage a situation like this, be that a place, uh, a work type, uh, friends around me, then I'm not going to look for the perfect outcome. Because I realize the perfect mostly exists in our mind. And you can always end up chasing the next new thing, hoping that it's going to be the perfect. It's going to bring us happiness, contentness. But uh, whenever we arrive there, we realize that that's actually not true. And we might have been ending, we might have been chasing the wrong thing all, all along the way. So just trying to be more content and present where I'm at the moment and enjoy the little things in life. That's really beautiful. Can I ask what are some things you do these days given that insight that you received to be happy and content? Because I know a lot of us struggle with this. Um, just saying no to many things. Uh, I've been in Asia since mm -hmm. since December, but I think I only stayed in three or four places. Uh, and most of the time, I'm just, I'm just ex um, extending my stay as long as I can stay in a place because I don't really have a desire to go to another country, another country every two or three weeks. I just try to find happiness in the place where I am because there is lots of beauty around us if we manage to slow down and focus on the present moment. And I'm trying to find those, trying to find happiness in just going to the gym every morning or going to the same coffee shop and getting to know the people working there or having dinners with the same people. Trying to focus more on deeper connections and experiences. I hear like a lot about physical community that sounds like community right where you are and connection is really important to you. Yeah, that's uh, another thing I realized. That it's Life is more fun. Also. Yeah, I think as we, it's, it's interesting because we were talking about these digital products, these new digital things, the NFTs, and you can form this digital online community. You're on Discord talking to people and you were able to meet people in real life, but you had to make a lot of effort to do that. And I think people have a tendency these days to just become almost all digital and their their face-to-face -face communities are becoming smaller and smaller. So I'm, I'm glad that you've decided to make that a priority. Yeah, this is uh, definitely physical cannot replace, no digital cannot replace physical, at least not for me. Yeah, I feel that. So. What advice do you have for someone who would be considering doing the same thing as, as what you did and taking a break to find meaning in their life? I know it sounds like for you, you chose something that maybe you've always wanted to do and you went on a big adventure and you were doing things that you're passionate about, such as rock climbing. What advice do you have if I'm just thinking, okay, I want to take time out. I want to take, let's say, six months off. Where, where would you suggest I start? Well, try to find something that gets you out of your natural habitat. 
to break break some routines because that's where your mind can get more creative and try to recognize other patterns and also just to appreciate more what you had for example after being three months in new zealand i appreciated way more just just my friends from that i met along this normal journey or or the simple things in life um and yeah if you have the opportunity just just do it because it's it it can change your life or you will just end up having a fun time doing something different than you would do in your in your normal day-to-day life so this can be traveling this can be coming up with a new project i don't know woodworking gardening whatever works for people but just trying to do something that would require more time and energy and maybe you couldn't do that while working yeah yeah it sounds like something that would be difficult to do in a day-to-day working life choose something that is is a you know you have this time and you can go out like you did into nature or like you said break the routine how did you decide on this new zealand program where did you find this program that you ended up taking yeah this, this was super random so i was just hiking in colorado with a friend i met recently there was this guy who was training for uh, the university he was going to, which was like a hybrid university in the outdoors called Noah's, it's big in the US. So then I started um, looking for similar trainings to National Outdoor Leadership School. And somehow Google brought up this company in New Zealand. I always wanted to go to New Zealand. That seemed like the perfect timing because I had the resources, I had the time. And uh, I booked a call with one of the sales managers, and then I just, I just went for it. It felt like a, like a good, good next step to take. And yeah, there was like lots of learnings on that trip. So I'm really happy that I went. Were you a, How many people were in this program with you? It was twelve other people. Um, we were all sharing the same house, so it was quite hectic. For three months, I was 24-7 basically with these people. Um, it was intense. It was intense. Um, yeah, but really fun. Was anyone working? Or I, I imagine you may not be able to work at the same time as doing that program. No, no not really, yeah. It's like... it's. It's quite quite a lot of time investment from Monday to Friday, and then on the weekends you were like exhausted. So definitely there was no work here, just focusing on on the course, learning as much as possible, and hiking and climbing and getting first aid, all the things. Wow. Do you uh, remember the website, or can you share with us the name of this course if people want to find something like this? This sounds really interesting. Sure, it's a, a pure exploration that ends it. I can also send the link and you can put it in the show notes. Okay, thank you. Okay, so I have another question for you about the board ape. So do you plan on holding your board ape and staying in the community for the foreseeable future? Yeah, this is a question I'm uh, battling every day. For now, yes, because it still holds quite a lot of benefits. But yeah, I'm not sure. I'm 
I will go how I feel later on. And when I consider it's not a smart investment anymore, then then I will sell it. But for now, it provides more value than I would have it. Maybe yeah. sell the main one and get a mutant. That would be a good way to remain in the community. Yeah, I, I do feel like these NFTs are kind of like owning stocks in a company. You do have to watch what the company is doing and how they're performing and decide, is it going to continue to hold value? Should I sell it? Should I buy another one? I, I found that to be really similar to the stock market yeah. that way. Yeah, that's true. And a lot well, of, it's a lot about culture as well. Depends on what, yes. what people find desirable yes i mean it, it sounds ridiculous like you bought a, a monkey picture but this monkey picture became all these monkey pictures became so much more i think also like you mentioned in the ip space what people can do with their own intellectual property so yeah there's a lot to i'm there's curious a lot if it's going to be learn. around in five years yeah yeah it's such a new industry but I'm so happy for you that it brought you so much value and allowed you to take some time, helped you feel like you could take some time out and really learn a lot more about what's important to you in life. Yeah, I'm also really grateful for being part of this community and I never imagined that it's gonna go down this way. Yeah, so happy for you. Well, Robert, thank you for joining us. Is there anything else you would like to share with us before you go? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, this was mainly luck, my whole investment in the board babes. So I don't really consider myself really skillful for making this decision. The only part I played here is that I spent lots of time on Twitter and uh, listened to my gut feeling. But, they, but most of my NFT purchases are tending towards zero. So this is definitely an outlier uh in in the whole uh in the picture so luck play, played a big part in this whole journey yeah i think we should say i feel like a lot of youtubers say this is not financial advice <laughs> uh their handle with yeah. with care and caution and and really study a lot into any investment you ever make before you take the leap and go into it so yes and my last question for you, Robert, is if people want to follow you, where can they go? Uh, Instagram would be the easiest. It's my name, Robert Istok. Um, you can also find my website at robertistok.com and I, will have, I have all my socials there too. All right. Well, thank you again so much for sharing your very unique story with us, Robert. And I wish you well in the Board Ape community and in finding your next passion. Thank you so much, Becky. Have a good Thank one. you. Thank you very much. Bye. -bye. Bye.